On the show, Steve Hocking calls time at AFL House as the game's change agent heads back to Clubland. Is Zach Butters set to return to the AFL side after a dominant performance in the SNFL? And why can some clubs wear a heritage jumper but others can't? Wow, that's all coming up next on another edition of The Press Box. Good to have your company once again. It is Jack Hudson, Sam Tuggle and Dale Fletcher here for The Press Box. Jace Kemp. Not with us this week, and that's okay. That's quite normal nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> boys, <What>? welcome. <laughs> G'day, boys. G'day. How yeah. are you all going? Can you turn my mic up a little bit? Why? Yeah, please. <laughs> Why? Because that's what Jace usually says. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, uh, he is unfortunately not with us this week, but that's okay. We can get by without him. There are three of us here. Talking plenty of big issues from the week, and it's been a big two weeks because we missed everyone last week. I apologise for that, but um, good to be back in the studio, boys. That's all good. I think Dale and I were dying. Yeah, so. oh, I wasn't there. I was quick <laughs> as a dog. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was gone. I think it went around. A few people. Adelaide was just wiped out. Well, we had COVID restrictions in place because of you blokes. You were just sharing some sort of illnesses around the state. What was your... By the way... Oh, well, then we... you would have got sick well, there. Let's not joke. Uh, no, I look after myself very well. Thank you. Um, while What's we... What's supposed to mean? Well, no, I'm just taking... <laughs> look at you, Jack Hudson. You are very different looking today. Interesting segue from I look after myself to <laughs> look at you, Jack Hudson. <laughs> you are fully shaven. The beard is gone. Oh, on, on the face. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine, the, imagine the hair. The, the chrome dome. Um, yeah, so, yeah, obviously being sick, I uh, felt really just blessed. So, just may as well just oh, get rid of the oh, lot. Oh, so beard and phlegm, no good. No, beard and... God knows what else. Snot. Oh, horrible stuff. Oh. So Boogies. I'll, yeah. Oh. Just, <laughs> the podcast is getting explicit now. It was, just, it was just a collection plate of crap. So, um, Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay. So, very happy to get rid of it. So, but, there was sediment when you shaved it? Was there, was there little crusty bits? What, and... what is this? <laughs> well, you started it. This is the weirdest interrogation yeah, I've ever had. I just wanted to point out that you look very different this week. Yes. Um, oh, it's a milestone. Does the, does the, does the miso like it? Does yeah, Mrs. Hutto like it? She's like, yeah, yeah, thank God that's gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, so, uh, is what it is. Actually, when I saw Hutto, I thought oh, we'd reach the target. I thought it was... <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> what I thought. I was like, oh, dear. Peroxide, here we come. thousand <laughs> bucks has been, has been raised already. Um, no, so now because I have shaved the beard, I will now match your exact bet with the hair dye. The hair dye? Ah, I'll join oh, you with your little nice. blonde streaks. Well, I, don't, I reckon you could grow a pretty mean beard back by September 19th. Probably. Mm. But then to just shave it again doesn't mean much, does it? doesn't mean much at all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's right. Hey, um, it's good to have you boys here. There's lots to get through this week. We'll definitely touch on uh, our Sither Bay campaign, uh, which is still going strong. September 19th is the day, so we're working towards that. Uh, lots of big topics from the footy world to get to as well. Pass or fast, all the rest. But before we do, it's a very big happy birthday. Happy to the inner sanctum. Hey, where's the cake? No, cake? No, no cake. Um, oh, AC will be shattered. Look, tight. When bu- it's your birthday, yeah. you got to supply the cake. Yeah, well, um, tight budget here. Obviously, having to sponsor <laughs> you guys. <laughs> oh, jeez. With the glove box, could we not over. even have a five dollar Coles special. <laughs> Mud but cake. Yeah, but yeah, so it's been um, been a big bloody year. So yeah, one year of the Inner Sanctum um, yeah, ticked over on Sunday. So How good. Massive proud achievement for me and the guys. It's so, a massive pass. Yeah, yeah. Well, massive massive pass. It is Both. really. Um, so yeah, I was 
really overwhelmed to see how far it's come and see how many journos are just on our platform and enjoying themselves and the opportunities they've had. And that's what I've been wanting to give back, like the way that people gave to me so I can give back to them and actually give them a proper education on how journalism yeah. works. There's been people that have gone on to bigger and better things, haven't they? Yeah, Hasn't there? we've had people that have... You know, poached? Made, yeah, poached, yes. Yeah, some employment opportunities out of um, out of the sanctum. So that's really good to see that we are helping develop the next generation of journos that are coming through. That is amazing, honestly. Mm-hmm. I just, I listen to that and I, I remember a year ago when we started, well, you started it, and I felt like I wanted to be involved instantly because I saw what you were building and I said, oh, look, I'll, I'll contribute a couple of stories and I know if you had a number of people do exactly the same and then all of a sudden it just grew into this thing where I noticed you had so many people writing stuff for you. I went, wow, like, is this is it really growing that fast? And I couldn't quite believe it. So I just... I said, oh, I'm just going to sit back and like, watch, watch, it, watch it grow. And, and it's like, how many actually do you have? Do, have you counted? So including, well, obviously myself and yeah, pretty much the whole team, It's we have 41 journalists wow. on board. Um, around the country. Around the country. We've um, even rec- recruited one in Bulgaria who's a big A-League fan. He's <laughs> Bulgaria? A, Bulgaria. What? He's a big A-League fan. <laughs> um, Peter, I'll give him a shout out. So, yeah, Peter! He, that's got to be the most random thing. I thought it was too. So it was incredible. <laughs> we've had some journos um, in the United Kingdom as well, like Yep. cricket and netball so it's grown way beyond what i expected we've had over four hundred thousand readers in our first year like in Incredible. terms of not like just over the story so it's been a lot to take in and just seeing where it is now like i'm bloody proud so i'm over the moon so surely there's a podcast listener from bulgaria now sure, <laughs> <surely>. <laughs> sure. peter yeah, i'll uh, pass him on the details but we don't do enough a-league content so we're gonna ramp that up boys um my other i just want to add to this at the end for those because there's a few people that would listen to this show who are interested in the media obviously that's a lot of what we do is talk about that if there's anyone listening who would like to be part of the inner sanctum reach out to jack mm. reach out to the inner sanctum yeah clearly they are more than willing to take you on and, and give you an opportunity. It's, it's just a platform for you to express your ability and, mm. and develop skills, which, you know, in a world where people say you can't get experience unless you get work, well, this isn't work. This is an opportunity to get that experience, which could get you into your career that you want to do. So this is amazing by you, Jack. Really well done. One year, well done. Oh, thanks for that, boys. And yeah, I will give another shout out as well, because you say like we've had people of different ages. We've got a 16-year-old lad called Jack George, who yep. is the biggest A-League head. I've seen, and he's just a little genius with the ideas that he comes out with. Like, he's wow. going to have a big future in journalism. Like, the whole team I could give shout outs to, but I probably won't. Um, but yeah, they've <laughs> Well, been, you've they've... mentioned two, so you're 39 <laughs> again. <laughs> Including myself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm so proud of the guys and what they've achieved so far. So, can't wait for many more. Years when are we to getting come. paid on this show, by the way? Um, when I get paid as well. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed too. Uh, but if you do want to uh, advertise in the Inner Sanctum, hit me up. All right. Uh, now, let's uh, let's move into some of the stories of the week. Uh, one of which is uh, pretty big, and it's in Hawthorne Circles. Alistair Clarkson, who is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, coach in AFL-VFL history. That can definitely be debated. But he's, uh, he's on his way out of the Hawks at the end of 2022 season. Sam Mitchell will take over from 2023. Incredible. It's really incredible. And these succession plans, I think there's only been one real success of these successive succession plans, and that's John Longmire. Yeah. So, or Roos. Yeah. I think uh, Goody, Simon Goodwin's well, up there, but, sort of. That was, well, there wasn't a long-term coach in a position that didn't need to leave. I reckon that was the only difference with that one. Well, Roosie 
said that Goody's oh, the man. He was up for he was there for what, threes. Yeah, he wasn't there for a decade. But and both a half times, and... that's what I was going to my point. Yeah, both yeah. times it's been Paul Roots. But that's um, oh, I see what you mean. But that's the only time it's been a premiership. Mm-hmm. That so obviously Buckley. We yep. don't know what's happening at Essendon, and I think there's been a couple more as well. So mm. it's uh, yeah, it's quite interesting that this has happened. Like now, Clarko is available. Obviously, this has been triggered by the Collingwood movements. That they Definitely. must have pursued Sam Mitchell hard. That Hawthorne have gone right. This is what we're going to do. And credit to Clarko if he's gone. All right, yeah. Depending what role he moves into next, so it's crazy world that we're going to be in a world where. Alistair Clarkson is not the coach of Hawthorne. Last time with that was before Port Adelaide's premiership. So yeah, that's yeah 2004. Yeah, he took over 2005. Mm. Clarko left Port Grand Final week mm. to go start at Hawthorne. It's crazy. So that's how that's how long it's been. But uh, when I heard succession plan on uh, Tuesday, oh, I went, "Oh no, not again, not not again." With the with the Malthouse Buckley thing, I think when North Melbourne threw the kitchen sink at Buckley, and that's what triggered mm. the succession plan. Now. Clarko and Sam Mitchell getting offered the, the reportedly the bag from yep. uh, from Collingwood or Carlton or both. Uh, I have oh, that's a grave danger for the Hawks. I I, I fear for Sam Mitchell because usually when there's a favourite son come comes in as the coach, Michael Voss, James Heard, uh, uh, fail, fail, fail. It's all, it's it's a little bit of a. It's a concern because we've seen this happen with Malthouse before with Buckley and it just seemed like, you know, there was a year or half a year or so where players were confused, they were taking sides, perhaps, who knows, whether both coaches, one in the waiting, one currently still in control, didn't know who was in full control mm. and, and who could say what because, you know, it's it's, it's almost like a, it's a, it's a power um, issue because who's, who's really the leader here and who's meant to be the leader in a situation where one's handing it over so to speak and the other one's wanting to take it on but not just yet like it's a it's an interesting power shift in in uh, over a long span of time yeah do they work these succession or should they just cut the cord and make the move immediately like if you're going to make a call like that it, it's it's tough to i don't know it's tough on a playing group you would have thought to know who to go to as your number one leader all those sorts of things but i think in this case it's different um you're following so much success with clarko Imagine mm. if you grab someone completely different, because there's not many like established, experienced coaches just sitting around waiting to go. Because you're not going to drag Ross Lyon into Hawthorne mm. or Choco for say, like Sam Mitchell's probably the best option here to succeed Clarko because it it's a legacy you're succeeding. Now it's time for you to cement yours. And I also have the concerns about the. Um, former players like we've seen Primus, we've seen Buckley, we've seen Voss, we've seen Heard. Like, mm. there's been many, but there's also been success stories. Paul Ruse came back, mm-hmm. Wusher came back, so there's a few around there that have actually worked out. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a strange time, and it'll be a strange. Like Hawthorne's growing, like they've shown glimpses this year. Let's see where they're at come 2023 when Sam's ready to take charge. Surely Clarko lands another gig. Surely. Like, Feels like he will. Surely um, the AFL won't let Clarko disappear in, into the ether. <clears throat> like You'd think after, even if he sees out the end of next year at Hawthorne, you would suspect that there'd be, he, there'd be clubs now ringing Clarkson's management. Would you, surely. Would you, if you were the Adelaide or Port Adelaide football clubs, probably Port Adelaide more than anything, <laughs> um, be looking at 
Alistair Clarkson as someone to get involved at your club? It's got to be an option. If not the head coach? It's got to be an option. has to be an option. But I think the perfect the perfect landing spot for Clarko is where the AFL needs him the most, and it's at Gold Coast. It's a keeps keep Stewie Jew. Well, Mark Evans is already up there. There's Hawthorne link. There's Stewie Jew, Premiership player, Hawthorne, mm-hmm. Clarko in there to develop that list is a match made in heaven. Like it. I don't mind it. What about Tassie? Ooh. What about Tassie? Could be. That'd be ironic, wouldn't Still it? Still too far away, I think, <clears throat> because he needs something immediate, and the Gold Coast is probably the best solution. It'd be an interesting call if it's a, like a North Melbourne relocating to Tassie, yeah. being a former Kangaroos man, <laughs> tick every box. But uh, I think Gold Coast straight away, pretty much straight away, they could get him tomorrow, pretty much. Um, I'd, I'd, if I was Mark Evans, I'd sign the deal straight away. Yeah. This is tough to speculate because there is so many things to happen in what, one and a half years of footy. So... It doesn't have to be the coach necessarily. I'm not saying That's it has right. to be the coach. Coach, come in, come in as a, um, a as like a, a head of uh, oversee the football department. There's a few that have done that in the past with many clubs and mm. sort of. I mean, look at Neil Baum at, at Richmond for a while. They're doing a, a stellar do job. Exactly what Choco's doing right it's now. Choco is exactly right. There's exactly many of them. the same. But you're saying sign the deal tomorrow. Yeah. For Clarko to come after his contract's done. Or would you, whenever he wants to come, would you not be conceding like that you do need additional help for not the remainder of this season but the next season? Surely Gold Coast could have a bit more ambition to say we shouldn't need Alistair Clarkson. Like they shouldn't, but they 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 shouldn't they shouldn't need eleven years down the track. You shouldn't. Sadly, you do. Yeah, and I think they need to admit that. I think Tony Cochran's admitted that. I feel like in the last couple of months doing the media roles that he's done, he's come out and basically said, yeah, we're going through a rough trot. Yeah, we've had some terrible results. And yes, even them, when they beat Richmond, they celebrated and he cele- he enjoyed it. But mm. he's still admitting to an, to an element that there is tough times going up at the Gold Coast and they're going to, and they shouldn't relocate. There's no way they'll do that. They'll stick strong. They'll continue to work hard, but there is a lot of hard work still to do. He's, I think the club understands where they're at. They, they can't lie to themselves. I honestly think that Richmond game was a breakthrough. Uh, I hope so. Well, I actually think they're going to wake up a bit more now. Like, you've beaten the defending Premier, albeit at Marvel Stadium, where mm. they complain about driving 15 minutes down the road. <laughs> yeah. um, like, that is a massive result. And it was amazing to watch just the elation of the players. Like, get mm. used to that feeling rather than going, oh, this is great, once in a blue moon, bloody rah, rah, rah. Enjoy that every week. Mm. So, I don't, I don't think, hopefully we're in the situation come 2023, they don't need Clarko. Good call. I'm all looking at Gold Coast right now. It's all about this week. If they come out this week at in Ballarat this against GWS and lay a big poached egg, then they're back to... The, the Richmond win doesn't mean diddly squat mm. and Clarko bangs straight in. It's it's funny you say that because I think back like a week and a half and David Teague was the man... He was a dead man walking. Mm. And if he lost to the Adelaide Crows, it was all over. But he's won two games since then. And it's amazing how one week in football can change a lot. And so you say that thinking, you know, the Richmond game could be, uh, that could be a, a pivotal moment. But, it, you know, a win-loss the week after could be just as pivotal again. I'm just assuming like, the week after that could be just as pivotal yet again. Like, <laughs> we, a week in football is a long time. Oh, and, yeah. and it's you can, you can get emotional about things in the middle of a week quite easily. 
the Carlton situation's bizarre, isn't, isn't it? it? The Teague like Teague they, is they, now safe as houses for another month. Ooh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that just yet. Like, saying on he loses this weekend. What happens? Is he a dead man walking no, again? I wouldn't say that. But well, like, that's exactly they, right. They've led by six goals in these games and they've just fallen the, asleep the, and nearly blown it. <laughs> David Teague's a dead man walking, regardless. I think he, I think regardless. they're delaying the inevitable. Regardless, agree. He's gone. But why don't they just make the call? Because the person that they're probably going to come in to replace him is probably not available right now, so they're probably just going to wheel it out. Ooh. If you're going to, if you're going to, so who if, is it? If if, yeah. if, 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 if you're going to pay someone out, yep. you may as well just keep paying them and do let them do their yep, job. Yep, yep. So yeah, terribly if that's the case. Mm-hmm. If you don't think it's going very well, who's who's your guy? Who do you want in? Well, clearly it's someone who's contracted somewhere else that you can't think- can't just come in. A so, senior coach. Or a senior coach, or someone who may be in the media, or somewhere that might have a contract somewhere else, or working at a different employer. The way you're speaking, it sounds like you've got an idea. You just don't want to tell the us. Way you think. Speaking, it Come on, like just tell Ross us who you might. Uh, no, uh, no, I'm saying that if if Carlton had could get their man tomorrow, yep. I reckon Teague would be gone, and that new person. Yep. Would be straight in. Mm. How often have they done that though? That don't, that rarely happens. I don't even know if that has happened. Like someone that. signed up from elsewhere in so, the middle so, of the season. Yeah. So why sack someone? Uh, Usually it's a caretaker from within the club that just takes over for the remainder of the year. I was more like in, in the sense that their man came available. I think the last one was Ross Lyon at Fremantle when they mid year. Mark, no, well, Mark, Mark, Mark Harvey. Mark Harvey. Yeah, yeah. Done, yeah. 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 These results weren't that bad. Mm. Yeah, I That's don't know. What I reckon. Yeah, well, it, it's an interesting take because honestly, there's so many clubs right now that are in a, 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 a you know a fragile situation. You know, it's fragile ground for Collingwood. It's fragile ground for well, I mean, Buckley's already gone, but they got to work out whether Harvey's the right guy. Same thing for Carlton now. They well, they're going to make a call and when Gold Coast Dewey is he still worth keeping? Clearly, Hawthorne's made their call. It, there's so many clubs. Will Sam Mitchell coach Hawthorne next year? No, no, nah. no. Nah. I think he will. That's again. That's a big call. That's, I think he will. But there's a lot of people who think the same as you. I think he will, one hundred percent. I've got will. a little bit of faith in Clarko to see it out. Don't know why, just gut feel. That'd be astounding for him to go. What? He not takes if, the Collingwood job. Not if this happens. Yeah, that's right. He could. He could definitely go. Now that mm. people know his intentions. Mick Malthouse didn't see out his director of football. Mick Moulton, as you could clearly see in the press conference, was pissed off. Mm. <laughs> he was not happy. And he wasn't ready to go. He'd built like that's the thing. And this the difference between those two. They were they were like a premiership club. Mm-hmm. They were the defending champions. Yep. And they And they like, should have won that granny against Geelong. They, yeah. Yep. They probably could have won another premiership after that. Yep. If they'd kept Malthouse and the way things were going. They crashed earlier than they should have. Because Easily. of that. Yeah. That damaged that club for the next decade. Oh, it absolutely did. So, it's a risky game, but Hawthorne's list is not in a premiership window list. Mm. No. So, it's a different situation to Malthouse and Buckley, where you're basically gutting a man of potentially winning more premierships. Terribly different. I've got to ask you this. If you have a one-year contract at somewhere, or you get offered a five-year contract somewhere else, what one are you picking? Oh, we know that. Well, we know that, but... That's why I'm saying Sam Mitchell will coach Hawthorne next year. But okay. We, but we, okay, so he's got a one-year deal for next year. Like, oh, I, I've I, just, I, I see this as, and, and look, you've got half a year to, to phase yourself out and let Sam Mitchell take over quite comfortably as well. So there's your, there's your, there's your handover right there. The succession plan is six months, if you, if you will, and that's plenty of time. Easily. But I've, but at the end of the day, I've got the, I don't know, it's a gut feel for me. I, I don't think, I, I don't I think, think, by the way. I think those two have enough respect for each other 
to be able to see it out to yeah, to where it that's is. how I feel. Oh, I, I I think they do too. I'm not saying there's a rift. I'm just saying that if there's a better offer on the table, then geez, like come on. All right, let's segue into the next bit and let's ask you the question both. Mm-hmm. Would Alistair Clarkson be fit to be the general manager of football operations at the AFL house? 100%. Steve Hocking is now departing the role. He leaves on Thursday, so his last couple of days as we speak here on the press box this week, he is uh, leaving on Thursday night. Can Alistair Clarkson fill the role? Oh, my God. Of course he can, because whenever uh, Steve Hocking has changed the rules... It's after he's got a call from Clarko. So just take out the middleman. Just just change the rules. Feels like he's already been at AFL House for a long time, Clarko, hasn't he? He's had the hotline to Gill's room. <laughs> Which is exactly why I think Sam Mitchell <laughs> will coach Hawthorne next year. So you think, this, this is a new speculation take. Clarko to the <laughs> AFL. Is it like, we've seen Clarko to the Crows. We've seen Clarko yep. to wherever the hell there's coaching jobs available. Yep. But Clarko to the AFL. That's a different one. Well, I think I think it works. It makes sense in the logic, but I couldn't see it happening. Not not straight away, as you put it. Like, I, he, he could come into the AFL at some point. But. I like the idea where he's coming from the other side of the fence, so he can change rules if he wants to change any rules, knowing how rules will be coached. So he's actually coming from a coach's box where it's like, well, I know how they're gonna, how coaches are gonna counter mm. rule A, B, C, D. You know, standing on the mark or you know, uh, backwards kicking or whatever. Yeah, I know how coaches and clubs are gonna deal with that, so I can uh, manipulate the rules to be one step ahead of the game rule and changes. make it better. Rule changes are so infuriating. I hope like they don't spot out anymore. Like the game's actually been quite good this year. Yeah, like the stretch of talent is still there. That. Like you see, clubs like lower down the ladder, they're, they're twenty, they're twenty one and twenty two best players aren't quite there, like they're depth players at best. Mm. So you're gonna have that when you introduce the new teams in. So I, I think footy's the fine the way it is. Like I don't, oh, I'm so sick of the spe- speculation rule change. I could not believe yeah. in that press conference that was just like, yeah, Gil said no to the extended goal square. <laughs> well, thank God for that. <laughs> So, in essence, you're saying if Gil so, wasn't there, we'd have 18-metre goal squares in 2021. The, uh, the biggest face turn, if I'm talking in wrestling terms, to turn into the good guy <laughs> ever. But, but but then it, there's a 10-metre square, right? But you're allowed to run out anyway. So they kick from 20 metres out yeah, but, the goal anyway. The, but the, it's, it's, it's the lines it's on the ground. The he didn't want to change the line. And yeah, I think that's well fair. not even have the lines, really. What's the square for? It's well, for free the kicks, and then they're umpires. So if you take a mark inside the goal square, you can then line up straight in front. Oh, that's, that's, can... it's, it's, a, it's an umpire thing. Oh. But they're there for, yeah, yeah that's a, it's a... You can run for... out of the square. Yeah. I, I, I think... Yeah, you can for kicking out. I, the, 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 oh, and I cringe even bringing it up, but the, the zones, right? 666 six, six or six, actual zones? Actual staying at home. Like netball style yeah, yeah. zones. I think that that's a farce for a start. Yep. But I think that's potentially going to come in purely because oh, no. the football... Now, listen to me. The footballers are too fit. Oh. They're way too... Oh, I went to the Port Swans game and the, 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 the tanks on the players these days is why teams can do that. They can run all day, 10, do, f- 10 12, 15 Ks up and down, up and back, I up didn't and expect back. to ask this question, but could football go to 16 a side? No, AFLW style, no, so that no. you just well you have less players on the ground, meaning there's less. 
no, no, reason no, for congestion no. and running up and down. You've got more space on the ground. When when people say, and, and Hutto will agree with me, if you watch a game in the 90s and the 80s that are, it's better to watch than today, it's because they weren't fit enough. They couldn't run up and down. Could, could you see Plugger Lockett running from no, full forward and, and chasing the fullback down no. to the zone off in the... No. No. Of course not. I All think right. the players are too fit. Feed the, feed the footballers pies at half time. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Bring back the pies. Yeah. Well, I reckon, I reckon it's too fit. I Well, that's probably what they're trying to do by... They're just trying to exhaust the players, like, with the rotations. But I, no one, I don't want to watch exhausted athletes in the dying moments mm. of a game struggle to helicopter a ball mm. 40 metres, someone else scrap, oh, another stoppage. Use the fit, fellas. I, I don't care. I do like the fact that with three minutes to go in a game of footy, you could have a fit and firing team chase down and hunt three goals in three minutes and win a game of footy. Like, it's possible. You can't do it anymore. Once, you know, it's it, you know back in the, the old cricket days, you know, you get 20 runs off the last, you know, over, and it seemed impossible. Nowadays in T20 cricket, it's like, oh, that could be done. 20 mm. runs in the last over, you beauty, let's go. Like, it's AFL now. It's three goals in three minutes at the end. Could be done. Because well, the no, team is fit you, enough to do it. No, Once but, upon a time, that's that's game over. No, but you don't need fitness for that. Three goals in three minutes. You just need skill to get out of the middle, kick, mark, goal. There's nothing still, to do. Still needs fitness. Still needs some skill. Still, still needs need... some some people that are, yeah, are that, not buggered. But that's that's but that's the skill element. Like the the fitness is the running or the fitness would be <laughs> mm. having a three point lead and being able to keep it off your opponent and just run it around. That would be the fitness mm. element to it. Not not the actual chasing the game. There's actually more defending, is the fitness element and the the way that the the 36 players just run in waves backwards and forwards. It, the, what I saw a couple of weeks ago, it just it just didn't look like footy. Overall, what's the legacy of Steve Hocking? Has he has in his three and a half seasons in this game? Has he left? He's clearly left his mark. <laughs> I think that's well and truly you know stamped in, but. Has he walked away doing more good to the game than bad? Has he helped this league in a way that was beneficial? Yes and no. I reckon he could have stuffed up the game more than what he did. Big time. I think he's got out at a perfect time. Hmm. If he went any longer, he could have done a little bit of extra damage. I think he's come out all right. He's come out quite well. I think with the like the pursuit of Dave McKay that was like sort of coming like that saying yeah no nah, we're gonna that was his last straw I reckon that was just like ooh okay like yeah, maybe not mm. and then like I I like I did I've done a full one eighty on the man of the mark rule absolutely I don't, I don't mind the stand rule I think about everyone has yeah because it opens it up a bit more well uh, it's it's getting to the stage where the standing on the mark is pointless you might as well just run off. Yeah, and that, a lot of especially on the on that. the boundary line. If you, you take a mark on the boundary and you're and the the, the stand the, the the mark the man on the mark standing is like a meter from the boundary, you can actually run right next to the man on the mark and kick the ball because mm. they can't move. They can't yeah. just move their hands to smother it. Yeah. So, well, they can move their hands, they just can't lift yeah. their feet up. Mm. Oh, so let's go through the major things that he did before we move on. He revamped the match review panel. I think that's a tick. No. You don't think so? No. The, the, whole the thing way is. it was before was a farce. 
It's the still, word is now's a fart. Oh, the, at least or how, how injured you are. Is how many games? No, you okay, no, no, no. That's Fair point. Disgrace. No, that's that's a disgrace. But the fact there's gradings, I think that's that's way better than what we used to have. I think it should be done by a case on case basis. Like agree too. But like gradings, like it, that still comes down to some person's judgment, sort of. Really, well, yep. it all does, but. Well, and then just have a set suspensions for certain. Nah, nah, I don't like the game. Six, six, six formation, tickle cross. Uh, I like ha- it. Hasn't really done much. Well, it's done better than it, clogging it, up it, the back it, line. It does in those games where a team is yep. trying yes. to get three goals in three Correct. minutes. Correct. It's allowed for that. I'm just sad because that probably killed Justin Westhoff's career. It, it probably would have. It probably it did. did. Yeah, it mm. took, him, took him out as a swingman. Shorter quarters last year during COVID. I think that was pretty smart. Got the competition through. Sure. That was one of the main things he did. They And then they took the time back to f- the full 20-minute quarters Thank this year. Thank God. So right. I think that saved the game. Should so have I, made it 25 this year to compensate. The man on the mark rule, we discussed <laughs> that just then. The 12-day concussion protocol rule. That was another big one he brought in. Good rule. Good rule. Good rule. I think it's a great rule for the future. The medi-sub. Are we sold on that this year? Yep. And should that stay in the future? Yep. Five on the bench. I agree. Five on the bench. Five on the bench. Yeah. I'd even go a step further and go six on the bench. Mm. Yeah. But the, well, that's the thing with rotations as well. Like, like you got six on the bench and then we got how many rotations we got? Yeah, but the thing is, you don't 60? have to use them. You don't have to use them. Yeah. It's up to you how many you want to use. Yeah. I you s- could use one in one half. We use one in another. Yeah. I think the injury sub the way it is is actually quite good. Well, okay. Interesting. The, the, and at the end of the day, they were the main things that he brought in. And that's, and it, it's funny how. In the media, we have perceived him as such a a, 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 a the the devil the to the game. What about the holding the ball fast? Oh th- no, and that's that's very true. Change the interpretation of the umpires holding the ball. That that's the worst thing. Should have been sacked for that. That was the worst thing of the lot. Le- leaving the uh, below the legs rule. That that rule's a joke. Yeah, sliding the sliding the, sli- the sliding rule. Depending on how if the is- sliding rule was in. St Kilda would have tied the game in the prelim final against Port because Sean Bergwijn <laughs> slid through Brent Guerra and took his legs out. Yeah, yeah thank God. For yeah, that. so I mean, everyone can, can have their own personal the judgment. Fair dink. Yeah, like the, some of those rule changes that have happened, it, it rewards the tackler now rather than yep. the player pursuing the ball. Holding so. the, the holding the ball, honestly, that is the worst. That you cannot take away the pure essence, the core of the ruling of holding the ball, and that is prior opportunity. Once you take that away, you've you've stuffed the whole thing up. Oh, the, holding the ball's cooked. Like this whole rule is just so holding the ball in the way it is at the moment. Like that Melbourne Essendon game a few weeks ago, I was flabbergasted watching that. Like I I actually don't know what holding the ball is anymore. Yeah, because no. they ruined, they took away the essence. Oh, well, of it. when her Buddy runs down Tom Jonas, that's holding the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only that's the only blatant the, the, on the wall. The words I shouted at my TV <laughs> were never to be repeated. Yeah, here's, a, here's a rule that I thought Steve Hockley might have brought brought in. Yeah, and uh, I don't actually mind it because it actually takes holding the ball out mm. of the thing. Uh, just uh, instead of no more ball ups, just have the alternative possession like basketball. No, no. Hang on, what? That that would free the game up. It, I, no, I, it would, but it would that also would free, be that would free the game up. How that would be horrible. I know it'd be. I'm, I'm saying it I, would I, be I, that's ruthless. what that's what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all right. the next step. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> Imagine that. 
tackle in front of goal because someone's about to go and kick one. You tackle him down, but you, but you pin t- it to him, and then they realise, oh, I've just let him have a free kick in front of goal to help because mm. it's their way. Well, that, that, that's, oh. how, that's how I thought it was going. Oh, the congestion. oh that, that's horrible. Nah, I, I know whole... it's horrible. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I was expecting. Oh, stop. Well, you put that in the universe now. If that yeah, happens, that's I'm the... after you. Clarko, no. no spotter's fee. No. Don't, don't. <laughs> hey, while we're talking about your uh, your boys, Port Adelaide, let's quickly touch on them. A, uh, a win against the Hawks, Clarko's men in Sean Burgoyne's 400th. And, uh, geez, you, uh, you almost let it slip at one point, even though you weren't really in trouble. Nah. It, it just looked a little worrying at times. Well, this is the thing as well. And like, I love Are you watching... saying you weren't worried? No, I was not worried. I was shitting, oh, my, I was shitting my pants. I reckon every power fan was alarm bells. I, I was shitting like, my pants. I, there was a little bit, I'm just like, okay, something might happen here. But I was never truly going, what is going on You're here? almost 50 points up and you got down to 20. Like it, I was I was sitting there going, hang on. Nah. It's 20. Hey, hello. It's 20. 20. It's 20 points. Yeah, yeah 22 20, points I reckon 21, was. something yep. like that. No, yep. that's, that's still four goals. Like, the way... They yeah, were went, flying. But when pulled up by nine goals... <laughs> That's right. The way I've watched us this season, we don't need to belt a team. We haven't belted a team. We haven't put our foot down on someone's throat all year. When are you going to? We don't need to. Uh, what? No, why, why do we need to? We've had that many injuries this year that why would we go out and just further punish a team and risk someone else getting injured? Our injury list has been huge. No, uh, you, but you don't, it's discipline. No, well, that third quarter, after half-time, was it nine goals to one? Third quarter wasn't great. That was obviously that, that's clear. a percentage-boosting that, win. That's the killer instinct. Yeah. If you go back to Port Adelaide 2004... They were, yeah. There was 70, 80-point drubbings. There was... The, oh, I'll take it back to last year, even, you were killing teams. And, and look what happened. We... Fell at a prelim. Look at what Richmond have done. They haven't exactly just blitzed teams in the past like ridiculously each week. Look at Melbourne now. No, what I'm saying, I'm saying that third quarter, if Port put the foot to the throat and go, we'll kick the first three of this third quarter, make it, what, 13 goals to one, then you put the cue in the rack. You don't give someone a sniff by letting them get four or five goals. I don't think they really had a sniff. Because look, we blitzed them, we finished them off at the end. We're just like, eh, job done. Yeah, but Ken had to come out at three-quarter time and absolutely roast that group in order for him to lift. He did. That was a concern. That's my issue. He did. There's probably complacency a bit as well when we play these bottom ten teams. Like, that could settle in. But we've found a way every time. We haven't lost to a bottom ten team since 2019. Yep, that's right. That's I think a, I think it, I think it's forty something like forty games. We have blitzed like everyone in our path. We've lost what? How many games? Like six, six, seven games in the past twelve, twelve months. Yeah, we lost four games last year and four this year. So yeah, so we lost eight, eight, eight games, games eight games. So what we have learned, I reckon, from last year falling at the prelim hurdle, we've taken a bit of the Richmond thing, like they they've lost to teams in the home and away season. In those years, they've won flags. They didn't lose to them again. They learnt their lessons and knew what to do next time. They are they're, they're the example. That's what you got to do. So they mm. haven't fully exhausted themselves. Come the home and the way season. When it comes to finals, they're ready and they're ready to kill. Jeez, I hope so. You would want to hope I so. Hope I'm so. hoping so too. We're sitting fourth now. We're above Geelong a percentage. Got Melbourne this week on Thursday, which is a huge game at home. And I th- you win this, it's it's kind of the double point win. I'm going to say we'll win because Melbourne, Melbourne's up and down. They are 3-3 three and three from their last six games. They've lost to the Crows, 
GWS and Collingwood. Yes. Three pretty mediocre teams. And that's the thing. Like, see, with Melbourne, like they've been like just suffocating these teams at the start of the year playing high intensity football. Mm. They look buggered. They look genuinely knackered. Like that's probably going. I that might happen with the Western Bulldogs as well. That they might falter away. They weren't as exactly as impressive against North Melbourne this time. Maybe North Melbourne have gotten better. Maybe they've gotten worse. Who knows? Like, I, no one is really truly found out until it comes to September. Last year, we won a qualifying final against Geelong. We were one kick out of a grand final. I think we've taken a lot of lessons from that in the way we approach things, and I think we might be smarter come this year. Well, I hope so, but uh, Tuggers are definitely right. Eight-point game Thursday night, and Mm. I'll go as far as saying, if if Port Adelaide win on Thursday night, they'll play in the grand final. Oh, okay. Wow. This, this is from Mr. Pessimist. <laughs> I am stunned at this. Well, you should be stunned because I, I'm tipping Melbourne. No, oh, I'm not surprised. Okay, that well, in the slightest. That, <laughs> that, that was expected. That happens, you put Hawthorne in your multi. Well, no, I had Hawthorne at the line, which was 19 and a half plus 9 and a half. And when they were oh, coming boy, back... Oh, almost had that. I had a silk nine-leg multi yep. for silk. And the only two legs that didn't get up uh, was Sean Burgoyne two goals. Yeah. Come on, silk. And the 19 and a half you almost start. kicked that one at the end. It would have been magical Well, if, if he kicked did. two, it would have been under 19 and a half. It would have yeah. been happy days. <laughs> exactly right. Come on, Silk. Um, but, uh, bef- yeah. but uh, yeah, I think uh, if if Port go bang against Melbourne on Thursday night, I, I'll have the belief. But right. And they will go bang we'll because of clip one man coming back in. Who's that? Zach Butters. If he's Who? back in, Who? He, Zach Butters. If he's Who? Butters, <laughs> <laughs> if Butters is back in after the way he played in the SNFL, oh boy, he hasn't lost a thing. He had about four clearances, twenty-two touches, about two six goals. marks, two go- Oh, he two was everywhere. Clutch goals in the final quarter yeah. gave us the lead and then buried them. That's awesome. It was magic to watch. Great sign to him. Other side, though, the ledger is Kane Farrell out with an ACL. Yeah, That's no. bad news for you guys. That is shocking, and poor bloke was absolutely devastated. He has, like, he's had inconsistent form, but he was slowly starting to cement his spot. I've got, uh, I'm the positive side of Kane Farrell's knee injury mm-hmm. because uh, all you got to go is, uh, is go, go back to Robbie Gray. Robbie Gray pocket, same knee, mm. same way. It how, was actually, yeah. How did how did Robbie Gray turn out in his career, Kane Farrell? Yeah, it's omens. Footy gods are on your side, mate. Jeez, that's a big call. That is a really... I, I don't mind that, but we'll see what. For all poor fans out there, they've just told that we're going to lose on Thursday night. But uh, Kane Farrell's a new Robbie You're Gray. You're rotating, you rotating between positive and negative. I'm really confused. That's but... a real long bow, but uh, anyway, good luck. I hope it that's, turns out the way. Well, when he when I saw it on the on the on the TV, and I, I went. That's, that's that's Robbie Gray all over again. <laughs> but, it yeah. gave me shivers. Hamish Hartler was in good form. Tom Clory was terrific down back. And Zach Butters in the SNFL. Big things coming. And Xavier Dersmer back mm. in the SNFL this week to take on Norwood. It's getting exciting, Port fans. Building. Exciting, exciting. Building. Can exciting. we let's talk Adelaide because we spent a long time on Port there. Taylor Walker injured during the week. A neck strain. Does he play on Friday? Do you think he gets up? I think no. You want to hope so, but there's a there's a real big problem going on. Why was Darcy Fogarty dropped? That that was so confusing last week. That really irritated me. 
I feel like he's actually starting to find his feet in the AFL this year for the first time. There's some con- continuity for him up forward. There's a forward line he can work in. They had a three-tall-man rotation with Taylor Walker, Riley Thilthorpe, and himself. And it just felt like everything was slowly coming together. And Foggers was learning the ropes a bit. And he had a good support network around him there. And things just looked good. And then they dropped him. It and was... it was it's so out of the blue. And I understand sometimes you have a bit of a drop of form or you maybe need a rest or whatever. And Nixie's going through this part where he's dropping some of the young guys for a week or two and then going to bring them back just so they need a rest. But I, And it also filters through some other guys from the twos to get them into the ones and get some exposure. Whatever the excuse is, it still seems like a bizarre thing to do when you've got a guy like Darcy Fogarty who's been there for four or five years and really this is his time now to prove himself and he gets dropped at a crucial time. There's there's a problem with the Crows' key forward stocks in there now, isn't there? Like, Riley Thilthorpe is the future. He's he shown that, and he's kind of... Even clutch, well, clutch Thilthorpe and Fogarty are the tandem are, for the next, right. next 10 years. Why can't it? they be? Play them! Yeah. Mm. Like, Tex is not going to be around forever. He's going to be around for another year. We don't know after that. Yep. And he got injured, and look what happened. Brisbane ripped them to shreds. Yep. I fear for that. They either need to bring someone in outside... Like someone will throw the kitchen sink at someone. Yeah. Or they're going to have to rely on the rotation of Fogarty, Himmelberg, and Frampton, which is clearly not working. You've nah, got to keep, keep you got to persist with Fogarty. That will not be the future, Frampton, Himmelberg, and the other two. That, well, that it will has not to be. be. No, it won't be. Well, who else is yeah. there? Frampton, I don't think, has worked. They tried something different, it didn't work. Himmelberg, who knows how long he's going to stay at the Adelaide Football Club because I feel like he's only staying in the seconds. They've got Riley Thilthorpe and Darcy Fogarty have put those their eggs in those baskets. They, As you just said, that is the tandem that should be for the it next five the to ten years. It is has to be. That's the old um, Tex and um, and Tippett sort of rotation that was going on for a few years there before Tippett left. But that was meant to be the future too, right? So, so th- I feel like these two right now, they are the right duo to go forward. Darcy's the new Tex, just as soon as Tex is done. But, and he's growing into that big boy body that he's got, but he's slowly learning the ropes at the AFL level, which he didn't really get a chance to do in the last few years very well. He'd get a few games and then he'd play badly and then they'd drop him and then he never really got a chance to recover. So, I don't know. I think this has been a great year for him, honestly. Well, with with Tex injured, it's probably a blessing in disguise because I'd probably rest him for, you know, two, three weeks and give Fogarty and Thilthorpe a genuine crack at, okay, you're not getting dropped. Uh, well, clearly, Filth will be going to get dropped anytime soon, but you boys work it out for a month. Just work it out. And you'd think four weeks down the track, it could be the the best decision uh, Nixie's ever made. You just got to just get them out there. Just, just, you got to, the tandem, it doesn't mm. work just at training and just wheel them out in the game. They, they got to play in the game. Good stage to try and wheel them out over the next couple of weeks. Essendon, West Coast, Western Bulldogs. Definitely. Like the West Coast, they're like... Oh, you, they are you, shaky. You've got to kill while they are weak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Western Bulldogs, like that's going to be a good experience. Like It's probably going to be a loss, but it's going to be a good experience to play against probably the competition's best side at the moment. And then Essendon this week. Like, that is a, that's a good education for those three to work out how they work together. If you're not playing Fogarty over the next couple of weeks, what is going on? Yeah. There must be something else. Yep, I think I think we're all in agreement with that. It's it's a strange selection, but nonetheless, uh, they will have to make a call on Taylor Walker this week, whether he plays or whether he doesn't. We'll soon see. Selection comes out on I think 
Thursday. Uh, it'll be Wednesday. No, nah, Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday yep. night for Friday. I keep yep. forgetting it's uh, it's all about that still. Um, right. Let's talk about this because it is nearing slowly, ever so slowly, our City to Bay campaign for the Childhood Cancer Association. We have been doing this for a couple of weeks now and we've nominated a whole bunch of people to be part of it and we've got a lot of good responses so far so we've been very happy. We're slowly building a contingent to come with us on running day. Mm. You can either run or walk, be part of the press box team. We're going to have some shirts hopefully made up soon which will be exciting. We've got the guys from the Crowject who are jumping on which is going to be amazing. We've got the Best Teammates podcast. A bunch of them are going to come on. We've got uh, a whole bunch of others. It's going to be fantastic. So we're looking forward to them joining us on the day. I think our donations are coming in slowly, yeah. but surely. Yeah, they're coming in, which is good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so. What's the target at this stage? Well, we had a couple of thousand dollars for you guys to dye your hair. We had a thousand bucks for me and Jace to be spray tanned. I haven't actually checked, and I probably should check how many hundreds of dollars we've so far done. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at me, I, it, I haven't it, checked. It's and currently should... at 10000 no, no. <laughs> Go and um, head on to our donation page on our Twitter and Instagram. Please have a look and suss out uh, how much you'd like to donate, because we would love to have you uh, help us out on this campaign. And we are going to, this is a promise, and we're going to make sure we do this, because I was only thinking about this the other day and we've been meaning to do this for weeks, we will have one of the representatives from the Childhood Cancer Association with us mm-hmm. in the studio in the coming weeks to Thanks talk to about what they actually do so people can get an understanding. Because honestly, once I heard their story, it is amazing what they do. They help support people who are who, who are in support of you know those with cancer, kids with cancer. And it's a horrible experience, not just for the, the person diagnosed, but also the families around. So they need support too. So that's what the Childhood Cancer Association do. They're amazing people. So we'll have someone in here. And they're selling beanies as well uh, for charity. So we should get one of those beanies. We should definitely get a whole lot. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Be, uh, nice and uh, warm in October. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> I actually need a beanie at, at, at this stage through marathon training in the cold arctic conditions of the of the of the morning how far is your marathon away it's uh seven weeks how are you going yeah pretty good well last week was a scrub that and i was (laughs) quick as a dog i wasn't (laughs) i wasn't moving is it a setback for your training or oh a little bit i'm probably uh 40 kilometers behind in training so i probably missed three runs oh dear oh dear but do you uh, need to make them up I've already made them up. <laughs> I'm a bit sore at the minute. So, oh dear. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can uh, keep um, um, talking rubbish for the next probably hour. So that'll get me through another run tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, how am I going? I went for a. Uh, I went down to the cricket nets because I'm returning to cricket this season. Oh, for the first on. time Where's in two that? years. Hold off the press. Oh yes, yeah, hold, hold off the press. press. Yeah, well, um, I went down to the cricket nets for about an. I'm half an back, hour. like Michael Jordan. No, 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 no. I'm back. I went. There, I went to the nets down the road for half an hour just to have a little bowl. And my body has been stiff for three days, oh, oh, mate. You didn't. You it's didn't so stretch. bad. You didn't stretch. Yeah. I stretched a little bit. I tried. I stretched about five or six minutes, and I thought that'll do. And oh, mate, I'm no, no you good. Tried I'm running no good. like Sean Tate. <laughs> I'm 26, <laughs> and I'm. I feel like I'm 20... 45. It's no good. No. Well, my my version of my exercise was um, an episode of Man versus Bookcase this week, where I IKEA enjoyed... IKEA <laughs> flat pack, not from IKEA, but how long? <laughs> Start the car! Look, that bookcase <laughs> was b- made in the 15th dimension of hell. 
I can just picture Hutto being like Homer Simpson when he was trying to build his barbecue and he's got that little thing goes, why doesn't mine look like that? That's pretty much what... It, it, it did come together in the end. Um, Mrs. Hutto was quite entertained watching, <laughs> watching that all unfold. That should have um, been filmed. She tried to. I <laughs> oh. told her to get stuffed. Um, <laughs> so the, the big question is, <laughs> has the books... Do the books actually fit, or do the they? Bo- the books are on or there. Or did the shelves? Just... <laughs> no, the bookshelf is in solid condition now, but it did take, I think, an hour, an hour and a half, for it to all come together because me. there was a stupid bit in this stupid bookshelf that required these weird, <laughs> stupid screws. And I'd never seen them Alan before. Key, Alan Key, or, yeah. or okay, Alan Key. Whoever oh. invented the Alan Key. <laughs> hang on, hang on, <laughs> leave hey. it, leave it, leave hey, it. Look, <laughs> get the sensor button out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bloody disgrace. It's time for root of the week. Wow! Before Hutto blows a gasket over there, this is a this is a great one. I found this on uh, Twitter, and it's thanks to Paul Amy, who's uh, tweeted this. He said, uh, "Former Frio Docker and VFL player Josh Mellington, he kicked 27 goals for Violet Town to raise 101 goals in nine matches." What the bloody hell Jeez, is no in the worries. water over there? Hang on, hang on. Violet Town isn't that Pokemon sort of town? Violet Town. <laughs> Surely Violet Crumble. Footy club. Yeah. Surely. Surely. And I'm just looking at the name of the team he played. Tally Garunpa. That's a wild name for a team. <laughs> Tally Garunpa. Tally Garunpa. Tally Garunpa yeah. need a defence. <laughs> Do you want to know the score? Uh, yeah, go on. Why do you sound like sound very British when you said that? Do you want to know the score? <laughs> yes, I'm Tally Garupa, nil. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like I was at Wimbledon there for a minute. 36 goals, 15, 231. That's Violet Town. To Tally Garumpa, three goals, one, 19. Hey, that's on. a belting. Hey, did, wasn't it only like four goals to one in the first it's quarter? It was four, one to one was. goal, wasn't it? Yeah, and then it was 18 goals to one at th- half time. <laughs> Jeez, 14, 14 goal quarter. 14. What did bloody half <laughs> did half the team get the plague in the second quarter? No, it's a 14 goal win. I think they had the to the left of screen. It was the old uh, pies at half time, which we asked for. <laughs> yeah. oh, 27 goals in a game of footy. That's awesome. So he's got 109 weeks. He got best on. 109 weeks? Uh, he's got 109 weeks, Mellington. It was oh. right, round nine, wasn't it? Or something like that. Hasn't he got the 109 matches? Jeez. He's 101 goals from nine games. Nine games, yeah. yeah. No worries. But then, has he played Talagarupa twice? <laughs> Could have been half of that. Well, he has well, played them good nine point. times. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't checked that part of it. That's a, that's an interesting Jeez. one. Um, if there, are there, uh, did we have anything from uh, John Butcher? No, Butcher's, I think, racked off. So oh. He's not at <laughs> okay. Hamley Bridge at the moment. Yeah, he's Ooh. probably back at uh, Mafra. And last time I checked how Mafra was going, they'd kicked like bloody three goals in four weeks. So, oh. uh, not great, but um, yeah. So oh, no they might need watch. help. Yeah, <laughs> I think they need more than the Butch at this stage, it seems. <laughs> um, like their last game was, uh, yeah, 40 to, uh, oh no, 77 to 86 for um, oh, That's all right, it's competitive. Oh, he kicked two. Oh, there you go. Oh. Hey, 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 Butch. Hey, Butch. He's on the they board. still lost. But... <laughs> two, oh, gets a two goals, eight. Nomination for the week. Nice work. <laughs> all right, time for... <laughs> I know with his shit takes for the week. Uh, right, you, we, you, uh, can I have one first? Yeah, yeah. Oh, go. Just stealing my Dale's shit I'm, takes. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a parcel fast. Then we'll do a trade. <laughs> yeah. 
Alan Keyes are magnificent. You can... <laughs> what do you not like about Alan Keyes? Have you, have you got a filter, Tuggers? Because I'm oh, about dear. to tell him to go shove it. Because <laughs> Alan Keyes suck eggs. They, Why? Slippery this bits is... of metal that take <laughs> the piss out of you for fun. They're little bits of steel that laugh at you in their weird little steel language. The little L-shaped... Passes. Yeah, little wankers. Oh, voice break. <laughs> what is wrong the, with you guys? And this is Sam Tugwell, clearly a man who has not built one piece oh, you're kidding. of furniture. I have in built your so many things with Alan Keys, and it's, I think it's the opposite. Alan Keys is the most helpful thing. No. Because, no, they are. Because you can build the whole thing without needing to go a different size bloody screwdriver or anything. Oh, no, there's different sizes of Alan Keys, trust no. me. If you've got one. Allen key in the set. You build the whole thing with the one size Allen key. Oh, that's, that's then the, you're sorted. That's rubbish furniture. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is. That's, no, that's, it is rubbish furniture. <laughs> that, that's fallen apart yeah. within three weeks. I'll, I'll, but at I'll, least it's easy to I'll put together. I'll give you both fatherly advice. Oh, jeez. Do not buy a change table from IKEA. <laughs> Trust me. Hold on. Trust me. What happened? Bill. Two hundred and eighty-eight Allen key screws. Whoa. That's a lot. Of different shapes and sizes. Has it broken? No. Oh, well, that's good. I would rather run head first into a ball. <laughs> I'd rather run head first into Byron Pickett. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got any shit takes for us, Hutto? Uh, yeah, well, I'm just, I'm really pissed off at everything that just happened. <laughs> Alan Keys can get stuff. Right, I'm going to start with songs from the Lion King. Well, oh. we got Hakuna Matata and all that. <laughs> Can you, can you sing it? Right, no, I'm not. No. Um, but. Songs that, from the Lion King. That is not the best one. Be oh. Prepared is the best Lion King oh, song. Oh, see, my mates love that song. Yeah, it's nuts. It's good. Nah, it's a shit take. Oh, why is it a shit take? It take? annoys me, that song. What? Why does it annoy you? Uh, it's just, I don't know, there's something about it that annoys me. It's how, just one of those. How is out of that song is ev- and everything else in the Lion King not annoying? Hakuna Matata's alright. It's a good song. It's all good. You want to knock Simba out when he's singing I Just Can't Wait to Be King? You want to belt his little lion face? Especially if it's a Brisbane lion. Yeah, he's paddle pop lion. Uh, I haven't watched The Lion King. What? Hang on a minute. Hang on, sorry for everyone with headphones and stuff like that. Excuse me? You haven't seen uh, The Lion King? Well, I will soon when Archie gets... When Archie watches If you watch the uh, live bloody action version they did a couple of years ago, you're dead to me. Because it's a cartoon that you watch. No, no. If, if Archie wants to watch The Lion King, he's watching the real deal, Ridgy Ditch Lion King. None of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the original Lion King. Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Thank God for that. Uh, wow. uh, uh, All right. I, Archie watches my real deal, old school Ninja Turtles. None of this new school rubbish. Yeah, okay, I rate that. Yeah, yeah good. That's Not all right. Yeah. <laughs> old school shred. VHS too. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Now, this 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 is something that just infuriates me, just in general. That makes me really want to tee off. Right. Alan Keyes? No. no, not <laughs> Alan. I'd, I, you know what? I'd rather deal with an Alan Key than deal with these kinds of people. People that buy their dogs, <laughs> puppuccinos, can get stuffed. This is an awesome take. I, I hate the word puppuccino. I hate the yes. concept of puppuccinos. I hate the Instagram dickheads that wheel out puppuccinos with a cup full of cream. People pay for that. Oh, I'm totally on board this. 
If you do that, you're a dickhead. And you should really delete every bit of social media you have and go live in a cave. Uh, yep. Oh, I can't disagree with that. Pissed off. That's that. a great take. That's a dog act, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Puppuccinos. Puppuccinos and baby chinos. Fr- frappes and all that. No, frappes are good. What's wrong with frappe? Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with puppy frappe. frappe. No, not oh, puppy, no, puppy not frappe. Puppy frappe. No, 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 no. You're no. a fast. Um, <laughs> puppy frappe. That's bullshit by you. Um, right, I've got, I'm going about the food takes because it's going to piss him off. Yep. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite, quite, quite hungry with the, with the diet I'm on at I, the pre- I have presently. the order of McCain oven pizzas and where. And oh, oh, my oh. word. <laughs> it's the most niche stuff. I, I know. Love. And I got McCain. Amused. Yeah. So, uh, McCain, just a, a, a moolah towards okay. us. McCain. Let, you, you've done it again, Yes, McCain. you've done it again, McCain. Yeah, okay. So, barbecue meat lovers is the top yes. one. Yes. Followed by the margarita. Oh, then the no. cheese and bacon, no. then the supreme. No. Then you'd rather eat anything else in the history of the world except ham and pineapple. Okay, you're wrong on all, all right. of those fronts except the first bit. Yeah, okay, barbecue well, meat lovers numero uno. Then you go supreme, then the ham and pineapple, then whatever else. The supreme is quite good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's surprising. Oh, Archie loves these uh, McCain uh, pizzas. Mm-hmm. Pizza singles. We get no, no, not the singles. No, the, 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 whole, the whole box and dice. Trust me. You got to get the full pizza, yeah, not the, the full, singles. The full, full pizza. <laughs> the singles yeah. are good, but they're not the same. Well, he smashed and, down the whole pizza. But, but he does half. Oh, good boy. Oh, jeez. Uh, that's going to be built. But yeah. uh, going to. He's not going to like this. But it's the barbecue meat lovers purchase. Yes. Tin of pineapple. On oh, pie. you are a disgrace. <laughs> you know, I don't agree with that either. That is. I love pineapple on pizza, but come God. on, you're ruining it. That's Archie's favourite part of the whole thing. All right. So he doesn't like the pineapple. Dad, don't buy the Hawaiian. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Got to buy the barbecue meat lovers with pineapple. Wow. I've taught him well. Gee whiz. Extra cheese on top, extra sauce. So he, li- he likes pineapple, so I expect that from a West Coast fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. And last we'll one. The song Blurred Lines can go rot in the biggest, oh. deepest hole of hell. Have you got I don't it? Like that song. Play it? No, we shouldn't. No, don't no I don't think I've got it. No, I don't think I've got it. It's a disgusting song by a filthy, weird old man and his lizard looking mate. <laughs> Lizard looking mate. Pharrell's a weird looking fella. Pharrell? Yeah, he's, he's a the king. We- he's a weird looking man. You can't say that about we, Pharrell. We, we can't be talking about weird looking blokes because I think we all are. Uh, <laughs> time- <laughs> it's, it's a perfect subject for us all. <laughs> it's time for We're experts. Fast, it? Pharrell, no, should take. <laughs> no, don't, no, no, no. Shit song agreed, but Pharrell is the king. No, he is not. Pharrell. No. Yes. Pharrell. <laughs> Pass or fast? Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Absolutely farcical. It's farcical. 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 It's a farce. It ends farcically. The rook rules are a farce. Farce, farce, farce. What a farce. Absolute farce, that was. That sounds farcical. That was farcical. It's farcical. It was a total farce. It was a bit of a farce. It's a disgrace. For farce, maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. Right, can I do the first one then? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, uh, on uh, Tuesday, the uh, Australian Form- Formula One Grand Prix and the MotoGP bangs, oh. sacked, not going ahead in uh, 2021, uh, COVID, you know, yep. quarantine, no, we don't, don't, don't want anyone from Europe, no, bang, gone. So, should Adelaide bring back 
the Grand Prix. Oh, of course it should. Pass Absolutely, pass. Yeah. This angers me so much about the Formula One Grand Prix in Australia. I'm worried we could lose it. I'm genuinely worried Australia could lose it because this is the second. To, obviously, the first one we lost it because coronavirus like actually hit Australia mm. that week. People got really shitty, too. and that was a that was a crazy week because no one knew it was. It was like one of the first things that got cancelled. I, I think, think it as was well. The first, the one. first thing, yeah. So that's fair enough. This year, though, we postponed it to November. We still didn't have enough time to work it out, and now we cancel it again. If one would get to the point where they go stuff this, they clearly want to have a presence in Australia, but mm. at the same time, they could go. Well, could we do better? Yeah, I don't think they will. No, well, neither. But you know, you never know. This is a, this is the highest racing um, in the world. Yes. Um, so the point was is because they didn't want people from Europe and all that stuff like making COVID. And the teams didn't want to quarantine and yep. the quarantine rules and yeah, yeah, and where yeah. they were coming from. and yes. Yeah, so okay, so yeah, bring them to Adelaide where we lock ourselves down and shut ourselves <laughs> down when we have I'm no saying, cases. I'm saying next year when everyone has Pfizer in their arms. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But it's the strike while the iron's hot right now. Yeah, just go. You say, well, no, no, Melbourne buggered you around for two years. Come back, come back. The <laughs> original. The original. The original and still the best. Take it to the bend. Yeah, it's Halem Bend. Take it to the bend. No. Keep it away from the city. No. Why not? The Adelaide Formula One track's one of the best in the world. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm just, I'm just Easily saying. the best in the world. Just bring Australia. <laughs> no. Just want it in Australia. Australia? No. Just, <laughs> just, just want to keep it here. I just want it here. Take it to the Outback, I don't care. I just want Adelaide. It oh, I love the Formula One. I'm obsessed with the Formula One. Adelaide. The MotoGP can be in the bend. That's perfect. You have both. Come on. Mm, yeah, no, nah, pass. pass. Yeah, no, nah, I'm all about it. Big pass. Big pass. Bring Come it on. Back. Do it. Adelaide Alive. Oh, oh, oh. Mid-90s. Sensational time. Right. Uh, it was. Adelaide Alive. I'm just laughing. Not... Tuggers and I laugh because we were born in the mid-90s <laughs> exactly and you're going, right. you can remember what happened. <laughs> right. Uh, Euro uh, 2020 in 2021, which is just a fast in itself. <laughs> um, how about old mate uh, Immobile? Chiro Immobile. Immobile, who, uh, who dived, uh, who dived uh, to try and get a penalty, um, uh, real, real Italian style, who would have thought, but then after Italy scored, he runs off like a gazelle. <laughs> Immobile, pass or fast? I was going to swear. Yeah, that's a fast. That's a fast. Come on, man. Oh, that, that's some good area. They should have played like just some sort of miracle music in the background as you got up. <laughs> chariots of fire would have been beautiful. <laughs> just... Or like just We Belong by Pat Benatar, real <laughs> Talladega Nights vibes. I'm, I'm going to put them all in the same basket. If you're, a, if you're a soccer player slash football player who falls over, dives, and then gets up within 10 seconds just because you didn't get a free kick. Oh, I mean, basketball players are starting to do it now too. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of that. Oh, they can, they can, that's farcical, that stuff. They can ship off. I think AFL players have even started. Oh, yeah, oh, mate. Yeah. Oh, so, it's, always uh, it's bad. Farce. Hollywood actors, they reckon they are. He farcily. Oh, my God. Oh, sh- that, no, that was a farce. <laughs> you put sh- this on the board just so you could say that. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, no, I, I think you did. That, right. <laughs> that, that, that was shithouse. <laughs> All right, this one's not on the board. Right. What about Isla Tomlanovich? Uh, <laughs> just giving it to uh, Ostapenko <laughs> when she called an injury timeout when she's clearly getting her pants pulled down at four love in the third set going, oh, I'm injured. 
pass or fast. Yeah, no, I, I'm all about this. I'm mm-hmm. sick of seeing this injury timeout thing being exploited. It is fully exploited by a lot of tennis players now, and it's starting to, it's much like the diving, annoying me. It's a, it's a farce. Look, if you can exploit it, just do it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you can't if, you, if you're getting pumped, you're going, yeah, no, nah, I'm not feeling too great, then just, yeah, come back out afterwards and just refresh. <laughs> if you no. can, do it. I don't give a shit. No. Do it. Pass. No, no, pass. No, no, no you're... you're saying fast. Oh, I'm saying fast? Yeah, because... Why? Because Tom Lanovich pointed... She's cheating, she called mate. called it out. You're oh, cheating. called it out. Oh, yeah. well, that's I've, a fast. Yeah, I've passed Tom Lanovich. She's a pass. Yeah. Yeah, bang. Big pass. Ne- nearly in the top four. Nearly close. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. No, and I, I liked after match point two after she uh, uh, eliminated Ostapenko and, and just went on with it. This is a good riddance. Loved it. Oh, it's close. It's real close. Good riddance. Can we... I just want to cut in with my own one on this because mm-hmm. you did that in Hutto That's shit right. takes. Luke Shuey. Against it's just the, a fast. Against the, the Sydney Swans lifting his arm and then not being pinged by the umpire. So that umpire pass or fast? Uh, that umpire is about four years too late for mine. Four <laughs> years too late. But <laughs> Luke Shuey, Luke Shuey should just get in the bin. I was going to say, I'll leave that for you Port fans <laughs> over there to debate that one. Just oh, yeah. but oh, Pass the umpire. Yeah, Shuey, pass the umpire. Oh, yeah. Shuey, fast. Yeah. Luke Shuey shouldn't deserve a free kick ever again in his career. Ever. <laughs> again. Right. Um, this one's not on the board either. Nicola, How many more free ones are you going to add? Nicholas Spurrier saying <laughs> Brisbane <laughs> bullets. Pass or fast. This is very, very funny. It's fast. Come on, Nicola. I don't know. This is starting to just become funny. It's, it's a collection of... It's a meme. Yeah. Has just no idea about sport whatsoever. <laughs> it's just so funny yeah don't touch the ball if it comes at you okay well yeah fair enough whatever yep brisbane bullets brisbane bullets reputable reputable afl team brisbane has renamed its i bloody nbl team yeah not this nbl team they've just renamed brisbane bears brisbane lions now they're the brisbane bullets playing the brisbane bullets (laughs) come on yikes that's a farce crows would have been a chance 18 against five (laughs) (laughs) yeah we had some texts coming through on our sports show during the week when she said that. People were saying, yeah, I wouldn't even back the Crows in against the Bullets. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I thought it was harsh. That's Did a... you send that through yourself? No. <laughs> Stand by my team. All right, next one. Uh, we've, we've been challenged during the week, Tuggers, to yes. talk about uh, Tour de France. We have. We and, have. Uh, here is a bit of Tour de France. Old mate holding up the sign. Oh. At the Tour de France... And causing an almighty ruckus. <laughs> Pass off. The whole bloody peloton fell over. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? You can't you can't stand on the bloody road while the peloton's coming. Look at the camera and smile with this fi- with this giant sign that says "Hi, Grandma and Grandpa" on it, and not expect something bad to happen. It's most like if you're protesting, you almost understand why they're on the on the on the track, but. Just had nothing. It was just a stupid sign. That was a huge farce. Get out of the way. Hi, Grandma and Grandpa. I just ruined the race. (laughs) (laughs) And the worst part is they ran off. They fled the scene. I wouldn't blame them. If you just destroyed the entire Tour de France, (laughs) I'd be out of there quick smart too. Just the pile-up of bikes. What? I like... You know what was fascinating? How people just kept riding into it? 
Oh, oh, a giant pile of bikes. Yeah. Hey, where the hell am I going to go? Yeah, well, they're going be 900 kilometres an hour. It's if, not like you're going to pull the handbrake. They weren't up. going that on the bikes. Oh, well, you would have done the same a, thing. You can see a pile of people. You're just like, <laughs> oh, now, oh, yeah, might slow down. These guys are pros, and you're going to say that they should well, have Well, professionally seen it avoid it. <laughs> Come on. Jeez, that's a little bit of a side farce, isn't that's it? A, that's a shit take. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure that's what the sign said? Yeah, it, yeah. It, was half, it was half. It was two different languages. I did, I did, I did my own. Oh, okay. I did my own. Oh, it yeah. says, look at me, I'm a fart. <laughs> <laughs> sort of what a... What a <laughs> I thought um, uh, Hutto would say his favourite word. It wasn't a peloton, it was a pelican. Yeah. Oh, Absolute pelican. Yeah, That's massive bad. pelican. Yeah. Seriously. <sighs> yes, yeah, a bit of a wanker behaviour. Tour de farce. Tour de farce. Fair dinkum. She's been caught, hasn't she? Sued? Uh, being sued. sued. I don't know if they've been caught yet. Yeah, I, think uh, I think charges were pressed. Oh, outstanding. Yeah. Charge for being a farce. <laughs> Hello, uh, sir. I'm a, I'm a, you're guilty of being a farce, mate. <laughs> Gee whiz. That's nearly worse than the dog. Remember the dog that ran across the track? That, was, the... Oh, that was piss funny. Yeah, but what's his... <laughs> what? On the Greyhound race? Can't that... sue a dog. They let a dog in front of the peloton. The two oh, the I thought we were talking about the dog no. sprinting across the greyhound track no. and trying to cheat because that was funny as hell. Get on with no. it. All right. Uh, how about uh, oh, you reckon uh, how to fight up about the Allen keys? Well, um, how about uh, the Brisbane bullets lines? No, Brisbane lines. Mm-hmm. I think was it Brisbane lines this week. Um, allowed to wear uh, a Fitzroy Heritage Guernsey. Against the Crows. Pass or farce. So, Heritage Guernseys. Big fan of Heritage Guernseys. Mm. I love Heritage Guernseys. I didn't know. Mm. I didn't know it was... Do you know it was Heritage Rant? No, I didn't. Didn't realise it was allowed. Oh, you blokes are salty. So, South Melbourne's back in the competition <laughs> this Melbourne. week. Oh, salty. I can't believe Fitzroy beat Adelaide in Adelaide mm. over the weekend and South Melbourne's lining up against whoever the hell they're playing. Oh, oh. Uh, Bulldogs, Footscray, yep. Footscray South versus South oh, Melbourne, yeah, real Lake Oval, maybe, maybe, yeah, Barry Round and whoever else is going to yeah. wheel out, Dougie South Hawkins, oh maybe, God. Yeah. bloody EJ Witten, who opened this yeah. Pandora's box? Uh, well, the AFL by rubber stamp. So Clark, <laughs> so Clarko, when you take over from Steve Hockey, the first thing you got to <laughs> heritage for all, mate. They can be the Brisbane Bears this week. They could be the Lions, Fitzroy. Like, and let Respect. me let me make this completely clear. I love those Guernseys. Like that South Melbourne one looks sensational. It does. The Fitzroy one looks sensational. The South Melbourne one should be the Swans class strip. The yes, agree. Correct. Why can't we wear the Prison Bar Guernseys? One is Fitzroy. It wasn't even the same bloody name. It wasn't even their Guernsey. One South Melbourne. They pissed off to another state. That's a disgrace. Yep. Farce. Farce. Right. Farce. Jesus, this is ridiculous. West Coast can wheel out the yellow jumpers if they want to. Love the yellow jumpers. Mm. Every club can mm. celebrate their heritage apart from us. Mm. Oh, and, and the fr- franchise crows have only had one, ju- <laughs> one, one, one jumper. <laughs> the, uh, no, we only you, need one jumper. Yeah, that's yeah, our no, heritage, only, mate. That is it. There's only been created one jumper and that's, that's it. That's all right. We don't need another one. Just, we like ours. What, yeah, we, we like ours too. Yeah. We like to wear it. <laughs> I'm just... What? What? What the hell? Just... Can we please wear mm. our jumper? Because... Just pretty please? Are you going to walk up there with a pretty please? 
I'm going to walk up there with a kick and a nut soon. <laughs> <laughs> this one might walk up there with an Allen Because Jed said, this is absolutely a disgrace that certain clubs can celebrate their heritage while ours can't. How can you not clearly see that? Like, it's not about the colours. Bloody Brisbane wore red, yellow, and blue against the Crows in South Australia. What? <laughs> Fast of the year? Fast oh, of the year, non contest. I'll tell you why. I want to send Hasbulla down to AFL House <laughs> and sort them out. Hasbulla. <laughs> Holy hell. I- I'll give you one reason why. Uh, Brisbane and Sydney are allowed to wear it because they used to be Victorian oh, teams. Yeah. All right, that's what we I'm need doing. to move on. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, you think you think we're finished? There's more. There's steak knives. <laughs> there's everything. <laughs> there's, there's a thirty day money back guarantee offer. Um, this one. Uh, this is Tuggers. Is Hutto? going to have a Bex and a lie down there for right, a yep, yep. Uh, uh, Sam Tugwell. Phoenix Suns will win the NBA title. <laughs> Pass or fuss. Oh mate, I'm so on edge. This next fortnight, I'm going to be tweeting a lot. My Phoenix Suns have been perennial losers for 11 years. I've been on the wagon for 17 years. I've never seen anything as more exciting as this team. I I am so pumped for this. Can they win? I've been negative all playoffs. <laughs> oh, he's a hater. He's a, he's a hater. I'm, you skipped it. <laughs> I've been a negative the whole way through, but this is the first series I've felt confident, and I feel like that's an issue. Oh, I feel like that's a real issue. No, so yeah. I'm going to say pass in hope with a little bit of confidence and a... And a, a a smidgen of faith because I've not backed them the whole way through and they've done the job. But this, I genuinely feel like they can win. I feel like they can beat the Bucks. But now that I've said it, I could absolutely have turned this thing sideways and we could lose. So who knows? Yeah, Fast Tuggers have stuffed it. <laughs> yeah, I've stuffed it. <laughs> oh, no. That's literally no. it. He's absolutely rooted it. Oh, no. It's all Ogre Red Rover. Yep. I've done it to, I've done it to him. Yep. That's the, bad. The Bucks are going to win. <laughs> please, you know, please say that. <laughs> it just so can go the other way. Uh, Your if thoughts? I was a betting man, uh, I, I'm actually. Uh, I, I said this in the newsroom uh, today, and uh, Andrew Capel shot me down. Who would have thought? <laughs> I think the Milwaukee Bucks play better without Giannis. I agree. So, <laughs> oh dear, I agree. Milwaukee. Oh dear. I reckon it's better for Phoenix if Giannis plays. Yeah. Because I, but anyway, but uh, I think it's a, I think it's a farce purely because did you see the tweet that went absolutely viral? It's from uh, it was a tweet that was sent on November the third. Oh two, yes, two thousand and sixteen. Yes. And it yes. says, in the 2021 NBA Finals, the Milwaukee Bucks will beat the Phoenix Suns in seven games, and the Bucks will win game seven, 123 to 115. Ugh. So on the back of that... Five years ago, that tweet who was, was sent the, out. What, was the handle Nostradamus? No, the because hand, honestly... The handle, oh, it's from... Uh, it'd be Nostra Dickhead after it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, that, that, it's, it's quite amazing, though, that mm. someone that far ahead has predicted it and they've actually nailed it. 8,998 retweets. If that actually happens with that exact score, I believe there's a time machine somewhere in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. And that um, Back to the Future yeah, real, Almanac. 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 Yep, yeah, it exists. Yep. 
Oh dear. Maybe that's the multi. Game seven, bucks by eight. That there's the multi. <laughs> there's the multi. Uh, all right, we've got. To, we, mate, we are so over time. Uh, come on, let's wrap this thing up. Well, two, two, <laughs> oh, two, mate. two more. Um, come on. You've added about six new ones that weren't on the whiteboard. That's why we've gone well over time. Ben Simmons at Wimbledon, pass or fast? Oh, this is a. F- no, Ben Simmons is allowed to do whatever he wants in his spare time postseason, and I don't care if he said he was going to spend time doing skill development during the off season and didn't want to go to the Olympics. I'm saying he's allowed to do what he likes in his spare time. This is a pass at Wimbledon. Pass, he was doing skill development just off the court. <laughs> ben, he's a far. He's definitely doing some skill development off the court. Uh, uh, love match at Wimbledon. Game, set, and match. Oh, jeez. You guys are jeez. unbelievable. <laughs> Ben's in fast, mate. But I don't want to double down on you, mate. But uh, <laughs> seriously, it's, it's called uh, free throws, not uh, dates, uh, Benny. Well, you want him to do free throws 24 hours a day for yes, mate, 50 days? Because he should still be playing in the NBA Finals against the Phoenix Suns if he could hit a free throw. <laughs> that's, that's, the, uh. that's, the, that's the nuts and bolts of the whole deal. You're a fast, mate. All right. Next one. Uh, last one. Last one. Last one is uh, on the... So the Boomers... <laughs> on the Boomers theme. Uh, so uh, Jock Landau, my man, my yep. Melbourne United man, yep. NBL champion... Has a uh, over in the states now with the Boomers. Now he's done a live cross to the Today Show with Rebecca Madden. Yep. Now this is what happened. Well, Olympics first timer Jock Landale has just touched down in the US to join the Australian basketball team ahead of Tokyo, and Jock joins us now from son- sunny Los Angeles. You've just put on the green and gold. You look pretty good in the yellow T-shirt. Jack, what are you, Jock, what are you looking forward to? I can't believe that I'm dating your niece and you just called me Jack Beck, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable <laughs> here. I'm, I'm pumped. Pump, pumped. <laughs> that is incredible. That's good. That's good. Oh. Rebecca Madden, pass or fast? Uh, she played it off well, but it's a fast. Come on, you've got to know his name. That no, that is that is a pass because that is alpha territory. You, you just remember who's the boss, young lad. Real good. She did that deliberately. Oh, that's good. Gee, only because you said Jack. Clearly, yeah, is that good. why it's a pass? It's a good name. Pa- pass to ja- uh, to Jock. Jeez, I just did a Rebecca. Name. Oh, hey! Jock Hudson. Uh, pass to him for calling it out. I like that. Big pass on live TV. Anything to do with Jock Landau is a pass. He's in Nick Kyrgios territory for mine. Ooh. Jock Landau, massive pass. Very different territory if you're speaking about me. Anyway, that's uh, that's just about time we've got time for. Uh, the multi, before we go, have we got one? What are we going to put in it? Look, I've done one. Okay. <laughs> this, could, this could be interesting. It's been two weeks, so we haven't asked for a listener multi, so we'll get back on the horse um, next week. Look, this could go... A few different ways. Okay. Well, it's clearly the Milwaukee. Is there table tennis from Slovakia (laughs) in it? Is there... There is... Badminton from South America. Baseball, rugby league, and rugby union. Oh, dear. Jeez, I hope it's not the Wallabies. Thanks for joining us, everyone, this week. (laughs) (laughs) So we got Argentina beat Colombia in rugby union. Arizona to win in the baseball. Okay. San Francisco to win in the baseball. The Giants? Australia to win in... Bloody God knows what I'd put that is in. Is that the rugby against France? Yes. Ah, uh, nice. Dung, dung. That um, won't happen. <laughs> the Ireland under twenty threes to win what? under twenties in to win in against uh, Italy in the rugby union. 
Right. And England right. under-20s to beat Wales under-20s in the rugby union. Right, yeah. And <laughs> South Sydney, the Roosters, Wales to beat Argentina, and Cronulla to beat the Warriors. Five bucks on that. That will get us back. 150 bucks. Wow. Only 150 bucks? Yeah. We could be on, boys. What about the Dragons to have another party? Hey. <laughs> what about the England cricket team to all go into isolation because someone got COVID? Ooh. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. The whole team is in ISO because three blokes got uh, COVID. Oh, and they had to pick a whole new squad for their Pakistan One Day series because <laughs> the whole that, first pick team's in, he's in ISO. That's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing that's what COVID can do. All right, that's it for us. We have gone a very, very long time in your ears for this week. Thanks for joining us. Next week, we hope Jace Kemp will be here. Always nice when he is. Boys, nice to see you once again. We will be uh, counting down yet more to our City of the Bay campaign. And uh, keep your donations coming in. We love that. Always yeah. a pleasure. Catch you next week, boys.